Welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. Open a doorway to healing in your life. I'm your host, Dawn Damari. This week's episode is about making fitness a priority in your life and overcoming excuses. I'm chatting with Chad Austin, who is an author and a personal trainer. And if you're somebody who is starting a new fitness program, recovering from an injury, or just dealing with some roadblocks or making excuses, like I know I do, then stay tuned. Hi, I'm Don Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. Today, I have Chad Austin here with me. He is a personal trainer, speaker, and author. He is the owner of Priority Fitness in Overland Park, Kansas, and he is the author of the book, Make Fitness a Priority, How to Win the Fight Against Your Excuses. Hello, Chad. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for being a guest on A Teaspoon of Healing. And how are you today? Pretty good. Good, nice weather. Good day today. Good way to start the oh, week. Good. <laughs> great. Great. I'm glad the weather is good. Never been to Kansas, but in the summer. So is it humid? Yeah, it gets pretty humid and hot in the summer, but <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to one day exploring more of this country, making <laughs> yeah. a, a cross country trip. I have a few questions for you. So your book is about winning the fight against your excuses. And excuses are a big I guess a big roadblock to a lot of people's fitness goals. It's their own excuses. I know because I'm one of those people, so I'm not passing any judgment for sure. So how can one win the fight against their excuses? <laughs> well, I, I think I am able to write the book because I know very well also. And, and so this this is applies to everybody. I, I think I'm an expert because I've used every excuse in the book. Um, make fitness a priority. Basically what it was, it was kind of a, really it was kind of a, of me evolving as a trainer and realizing that my goal, my purpose as a fitness professional is really to to help people get long-term success and not just to help people with the short-term motivation that fueled them to come in the door. Is we, all, we always want fast results for something that's coming up, but uh, we don't really normally make fitness a long-term part of our plans. Fitness is normally something we're putting off because we think we're too busy now. And so overcoming your excuse is really what it means. It's, it's making it a priority. So it's making it just as important to you in your life and fitting it in your life like you do your, your other big priorities, which are your family, your career, your faith. And so it's kind of changing your mindset. So it's making it more of a long-term part of your life instead of just a temporary part of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, a lot of people, you know, they're motivated because they want to fit into a pair of jeans or they want to look, get a summer body or they want instant gratification. So the mm-hmm. long-term fitness goals, and a lot of people don't probably don't think about that, but fitness is very important for a long-term health. And maybe you could give some examples of that, of why you should need, why you need to be committed to that, why it's so important. Yeah, I think, um, most of us kind of find ourselves on a roller coaster when it comes to our fitness. I think uh, when I was writing a few years ago, when I was writing one of my books, uh, there was, I don't remember who it was that said it, so I can't source it, but I know it was a stat that I found very compelling that it was, you know, most people lose weight or get in a fitness routine and then fall off of it two or three times throughout the course of the year. 
and so I, I, that was something that really was uh, really stood out to me as something I wanted to do a better job of keeping my clients from getting on that roller coaster ride. And so, and part of it is, is just we always uh, we're attracted to instant gratification because we want fast results because we we have a a deep desire to look and feel better and it's normally for something coming up so normally what gets us motivated at the time to get make fitness a priority is we have something coming up like we have a wedding we have a swimsuit season we have a vacation a reunion an event something like that but if we don't ever take the time to ask ourselves other than that event coming up why this is important to us why we want these results then all of our motivation is centered around this event. And so as soon as the the end day comes, as soon as that day comes, then all of our motivation leaves with it. And so once it's over, our motivation and everything to keep working out and keeping a routine is over also. And so if we don't take the time to look past that, then, I mean, along with uh, our deep desire that we have to look and feel better, all the other gains we have from getting making fitness a priority in our life, like you know, less anxiety, more energy, less stress, less depression, all those things that that we're gaining also are gone also. So just kind of helping people change their mindset to focus on all the the good and the 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 reasons, dig a little deeper to why this needs to be a long term part of their life uh, is kind of part of my job. Great. So many people are intimidated by exercise, first time exercisers, you know, but beyond, you know, light exercise, say someone wants to really get in shape, how can they get past that intimidation, whether it's the gym, you know, if it's open in their, in their area where they live or hiring a trainer or just, just getting started couch to 5k, how can they get past that intimidation? Cause it can be really intimidating. It is very intimidating and getting started is the hardest step. It's one of my favorite things to say now is that the heaviest weight in the door, the heaviest weight in the gym is the front door. And so it is, it's just whether it be, I mean, that's true for me for a lot of things. I'm definitely an introvert. And so whether it be starting going to a new gym class I hadn't been to before or going to a new social event of any kind, making, taking that first step and going is the hardest thing. But I, I just like to remind people that, uh, I mean, you, if you dig a little deeper and know why it's important, that's the first thing. But, you know, I just have to remind people if, you, if you're doing something for the first time, there's a lots of things in your life that you're really good at now that you once had never done before. You once right. never drove a car. You once there was a time you didn't do the didn't know how to do the job that you do now that you're an expert in or a master in. And so you can and will figure it out. It's really the first step is just finding out why you want to do it. Right. And there's a lot going on in our lives and how can one make it a priority? What are some tips for you about making it a priority with everything else going on? Yeah, I think uh, making it a priority a lot of times just it means overcoming the excuses that we're using to put it off. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. the big thing with with fitness, when I wrote my first book, the how to win the fight against your excuses. I've been in Toastmasters for a while and I've been kind of learning more about what fitness means to me and what my philosophy is as a train, as a trainer and a fitness leader. And one thing I did to kind of help me figure out some direction with my writing is I did an online poll. And so my poll question, my poll question was just, what are your top priorities in life? And so I, I, I won't ask you this because I kind of steered you to the right answer since we've already talked about <laughs> with the title of my book. Uh, but when I asked this question online, I asked, what are your top priorities in, in life? I'd ask as many people as I could. And 
everybody, the top answers were family and career. And which mm-hmm. was this, and that would probably be my first two answers too: family, right. career, faith. But nobody said health and fitness, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just so shocked by that. And, mm-hmm. and the more and more I did some research and did some thinking about it, and I've had a, this was about four years ago when this started, and so I really understand it now. But the reason we don't answer health and fitness is because health and fitness is always the thing we plan to get to later. Like our biggest excuse is I don't have time. I don't have time. I'm too, I, you know, I don't have the energy. That's always the thing that we always, we always kick the can down the road. We, we put it off till later. We think we're going to have more time later. And the problem with that way of thinking is just that all the obstacles and hurdles that we use in our lives now that I don't have time, I'm too busy, all these obstacles that are in our way now, they're not going anywhere. So they're always going to be in our way and we could always use them as an excuse to put fitness off until later or mm-hmm. to have an excuse to go through the drive through. And so <laughs> what I kind of had to do, um, I realized that, it, you know, that question, what are your top priorities? People normally say those answers and they don't say fitness. But if I would change the way I ask it, if I were to say, you know, what are some things you can do to improve your quality of life? If that were the question I would ask, you know, I know exercise and eating better would be top answers. And so when I speak, my goal is not to convince people that eating right and exercise are important because I know people already know that. They already understand the benefit you'd get from it. What I have to help people realize to get out of their own way is that even though they're busy and have all these obstacles and challenges that they face every day, they can still make fitness a priority now. And then if they Mm -hmm. choose to do that, their life will be better. Awesome. That's great. Now, what about people that are either recovering from injury or illness? This is this is kind of personal, so I can talk a little bit about that. I was a runner, you know, never a competitive runner or anything. I mean, I did do a half marathon several years ago, mm-hmm. but then I got injured and it was a, for a while I couldn't. And the doctor said, you can't, I can't run on sidewalk or Asphalt, I think it was the sidewalk that hurt me, or I was on the beach and it wasn't flat enough because I live by the beach and it was high tide. So it was kind of on an incline. I messed up my ankle and knee, but I am cleared to run mm. and I'm scared that I'll get injured again. Or I've almost, yeah. it's like I know how to do it and I don't need to push myself too much. And there's a track, there's a high school track right next to where I live, which is a perfect kind of surface, but I am scared to do it. How about mm. that? If somebody was, was pretty fit, but you know, I'm still, it's weird because I, you know, I, I'm doing other exercises. I have a spin bike at home. I walk mm-hmm. and I do weights and I watch my diet. So fit, you know, I, I still look fine, but I just don't feel as strong as I did back then. And I miss it, Yeah, but I'm scared. I'm totally yeah. scared. I'm going to get hurt again. So yeah, I don't know if that's I common. A, oh, I think it is. I think there's a couple different angles to this. I mean, for the being scared to being hurt again, I, I always think of the being an ex-athlete. I always think of uh, football players or baseball players or when they when they strain their hamstring. And so, like right. some of our, like we're, I'm a huge Chiefs fan here, so we have a lot of speed on the Kansas City Chiefs team. But I, I always am, am worried when uh, I think feel like that's the worst injury for someone that's known their their strength is that they're really fast. And they get a hamstring injury because I've like pulled mm-hmm. both of my hamstrings a few times. And I right. think the hardest thing mentally to get over is to go in your top gear again because right. you're so afraid that you're going to pull it when you go as mm-hmm. fast as you can. You can go, you can 
you know, you start to jog, you can run, you can feel a little confident, but to go in your top gear and actually go as fast as you possibly can, it's, it's a mental hurdle to get over because you're just right. scared that you're yes. going to pull something. And, and so I think there's that part of it. It just takes a little bit, it just takes time to just keep building that confidence in your, in your body again, that it's, that it's not going to let you down again, that's, that's right. going to be able to take it. Mm-hmm. And I think on, on the other side of that, when it comes from recovering from an injury, it's, I think though one of the hardest things for us as just as human beings is to be humbled, is to be okay with just being humbled and to knowing that when you're recovering from injury, you have to do less. You can't yeah. pick up where you left off. You have to be okay with doing less and just doing a little bit more every day so that you don't re-injure yourself. Uh, I've been through some injuries before where it's taken a long road to recovery. And it, it, that is one of the hardest things is just to be humbled and just to be and to take your time. But if you don't, you'll re-injure yourself. And so it's it's about being smart and not getting in your own way to re-injure yourself. But then either just just be having confidence in your training and know that, you know, you did it before you can do it again and uh, and to just trust the process. OK, trusting the process and mm-hmm. being confident. To, that'll do it again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that this week. I keep saying that. That's it. You know, and it's that's my excuse is just the fear and just I had the routine down and I was, and now I'm not in that that particular routine. I have other routines, but yeah, I'm get back I, it uh, I I always tell my clients that you know that if they're coming from back from an injury, you are not picking up where you where we left off before. We're starting right. where you are now and we're building mm-hmm. back up. That's a tough thing to keep in mind because you're, you, once you start to feel better, you have a good day, then you want to, you, you think you can go back to the other spot and that's when you get yourself in trouble and really hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of, you have to have a plan and stick to it. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And I'm sure a lot of people mm-hmm. relate to that. Mm-hmm. And another thing, this is probably pretty relevant to people now. There's a lot of people who, feel anxious and depressed right now, everything going on in, in the world, COVID-19 and all of the, you know, just everything that's pretty much going on. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world. And there's people who either were struggling before emotional health with their mental health and it's worse, or people who've never struggled with anxiety or depression that are now struggling. And mm. there's a lot of talk about, of course, medications or meditating, other things, but fitness and exercise. I know it's really good for mental health. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that I'm assuming that you also agree. And oh yeah. Something that can I, help I think, people. uh, I think for, for me personally, I mean, um, it's, it's really about, it's, it's probably more important for me to get my workouts in. I mean, I, I, I want to, to be strong and have energy and everything. But I think just as important as anything else is for my mental health to controlling my anxiety, controlling my depression. It's important for me to stick to my work, to stay in a routine with my exercise, but then also mm-hmm. stay in a routine with eating right and making sure I put the right things in my body. Um, mm-hmm. cause I, I mean, that is a, I, I think exercise and nutrition are the first, the most most important first two medicines for our body, exercise and nutrition, and as far as our um, keep taking care of ourselves and feeling our best. And I mean, it's like that if you, if you eat terrible, you're going to feel terrible. And it's the same thing with our, with our movement and our exercise. If we don't take care of our body, if we treat our body terribly, then it's not going to run very good. And so if we're never using it, and, if, and so, I mean, I think 
people are a lot of people are realizing now and people that didn't really realize they had anxiety or depression or anything mm-hmm. they're realizing now that they're working from home or they're not moving as much they're not out yes. in the they're not out in the sun as much i know when, when i had to start doing virtual training i was in a my our basement our unfinished basement that i refer to as <laughs> our dungeon i did my virtual <laughs> training from down there and i embraced it for like the past, first three or four weeks and i think i just you know i just embraced it and was trying to be a good leader and so it, it helped me I, I like had some energy from that for the first three or four weeks. And then after that, the next three or four weeks was so rough. It's like, I didn't realize there's no windows down here. It's dark Mm. down here. It just, it was bad for my (laughs) mental health. And so I just really hope I never, we never have to go back to that part. I hope that if, if we have a stay at home order here again, I can at least do my training from the studio here. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. But I know, but it, it, that is a really important, I think people are realizing now that, um, COVID and the pandemic has happened that how important, not just before how they look and their physical goals on the scale, but how important it is for them internally and how they feel and their, how they control their energy and their anxiety, how important it is for their health to get their exercise in and stay in a routine. And so they may not have the gym anymore, but it's mm-hmm. important to find a way because we all need those endorphins. We need to, to manage that, uh, that energy and we need to take care of ourselves. And I I think people are realizing more now more than ever, how important it is. Definitely. And like you mentioned, a lot more people are working from home, so they're not even moving as much. Some people walk to work or biked, you know, they're not doing that or they're just not moving as much during the day and they're not getting changes of scenery. They're not going to the gym. And also with eating during quarantine, you know, some people have really taken upon it to, really eat better, which is great for me. I was, and now I'm, I'm back to it, but I was eating really good before. And then when it mm. started, I got really thrown off and started eating you know, sugar and just stuff that I was always preaching against, which is funny, but just because I was, I was anxious. So yeah, I, getting back into it, I get it. it. <laughs> it's just getting back into it. How can people just get back into it? Especially someone who was motivated before when it's just, I guess it was just the routine being thrown off and all the uncertainty, people worried about, you know, losing their jobs. And sometimes you turn to comfort food. And whenever we, whenever we have a big change in our lives, normally what, what we, where we lose balance mm-hmm. is our health and, and our fitness routine. And so like, I mean, whenever we have a big change in our life or it'd be good or bad. So there's this, this, over the years, I've learned this to be so true with all my clients or where clients have, have came back to me after they've been gone for a while and they need help to get back on track. And it's normally because, uh, you know, maybe they got, uh, they got married or they got divorced or they got promoted or they got fired, something, whether it be good or bad, there was a big mm-hmm. change in their life. And, and then they never really fully adjusted to it on the side of their activity, their exercise or nutrition. Everywhere else they did, but they didn't quite there. And so it, and it really affected them. And so the same thing I think has been true uh, during this uh, pandemic. I mean, we, the, our routines have been changed. We, and we, and we it just all of us have adapted differently. Some, of them, some people saw a positive mm-hmm. change to it and some people saw a negative one. But uh, we have to kind of, I think it just taking a step back and kind of um, taking a chance to really observe, you know, as far as 
our how we are with our our priorities, our family, our career, and our health and our our fitness. You know, how has this change affected how active we are? How's it changed affected how we eat? Are we eating more because we're anxious? Are we are we eating less because we're anxious? That could happen both ways. And uh, some people have a tough time eating because they're so yeah, nervous or anxious. Like and um and so just I think taking the time to be observant of where you are and are you doing the right things and how can you do better uh, going forward. And you, you brought up a good point. Some people don't eat a lot when they're anxious and that's, that's very common or they'll just, or they'll just eat bland things. Yeah. Just trying to even get it. Cause you, you have to eat healthy. It's not just about not yeah. eating because I know, I know then you're, you have yeah. no energy and you can. Yeah. I know, I know both ways are bad, but I, I really am kind of, I can't help being envious of people that don't have an appetite when they're anxious because I have such an appetite when I'm anxious and I can overeat like crazy if I, if I'm feeling nervous or anxious mm-hmm. about something. And so I, I know in either way, either way is a problem, but, but I, I think, I think the first step is really just being the, being able to be honest and be observant of yourself and really be aware to be able to be self-aware of what you're doing. That's the first step. I mean, that's something I've really learned uh, since the pandemic, uh, being able to have that ability just to take a step back and be self-aware of what you're doing. And, and if you need to kind of pay more attention in, of what you're doing and, and change things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you touched on the point about for some places in this country, in the world, the gyms are closed, the classes are closed, and some people were motivated by being around other people that would help motivate them and they can't do that now. And so, you know, there's, there's the zoom classes and a lot of people don't feel as motivated by that or they have to work out at home or in nature, which is wonderful, but it's a transition for a lot of mm-hmm. people. Do you have any tips on that? I know that you said you mm-hmm. brought your classes virtual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's a hard thing to to overcome. I mean, that when you don't have, if, if you've been energized by mm-hmm. a crowd I mean, if you're an yeah. extroverted person or if you're, that's where you get a lot of energy being around other people and you don't have that now. I mean, so, but I mean, we have virtual classes that we do through zoom now. And so there's a little bit, I mean, it's still, it doesn't replace it, but there's still a little, there can be a little mm-hmm. bit of community aspect of it still. Um, and so we're trying to get that community back. Um, but there's, you have to find a way. And I, I think it's a big change and change is hard sometimes, but I think a lot of times just going back to your why you're, you're struggling, you're having to find, you're having to find a new way of motivating yourself to get your workouts in. So maybe it won't be the crowd that you're, that you're around before that your, your accountability mm-hmm. partners, your friends that you went right. and did the workout with, you won't have that as your accountability now. Uh, but you can still mirror that in other ways. And, and but a, a lot, I think sometimes it starts by just going back to your why. And so, Besides that accountability and that that it was a good strong force of accountability to you working out with your friends, what other reasons be, were you working out? And you, I think digging a little deeper and going back, and so you're going to have to find a way to get some motivation to keep you working out again. Uh, otherwise, uh, you're going to really bring yourself to a dark mm-hmm. place because you're going to lose all that um, that stress relieving, anxiety relieving, all that energy endorphin giving <laughs> thing you were having before, and so. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to mirror, uh, a group class and the energy you might get from a group class, but there are, I mean, I think one thing my community or fitness community has had to learn, I mean, whether they were, didn't have the gym 
to work out anymore. So they were, we were doing a virtual workout. We were just doing what they had at home or we were just doing workouts with what we had around the house. But I think that this, the, you either find a way right. or find an excuse. And that, that's the bottom line. And so, I mean, nothing, it's not easy mm-hmm. right now. And so that's right. just the way it goes. But I mean, you have to, you have to either find a way or find an excuse. And so that you can find a way to get some energy and keep yourself accountable and, and uh, get the reward of, of keep making fitness a priority in your life. Or you can find an excuse to, to not and keep reaping the difficulty of not having that in your life. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You either find an excuse or you find the why and you do it. And that's, that's good for all of us to remember, especially mm-hmm. me. I have sympathy though, because it's, I definitely can empathize with anyone struggling right yeah. now. Cause I know, I mean, me I'm an introvert. And so I am, and uh, after, after three or four weeks, yeah. I still was exhausted yeah. being by myself yeah. in the basement yeah. working out. And so I, I know the people, the people that really get energized oh, from yeah. my group classes and they love coming to those. I know they're, I know it's challenge right now, but I mean that you can still do it you, and it's, it won't last forever. Just have to keep in mind that it's not going to last forever, and eventually we'll get to do all these classes again. It yeah, just might absolutely. Be a while. Yeah, there's definitely. I'm the same way. I'm I'm more introverted, but after a few weeks of just not having, just not seeing people, I would do. I was sometimes doing yoga and just seeing other people in the class. I still miss that, even though I'm. Mm-hmm. I do get my energy. You know, introverts get their energy recharge alone. I still, after a few weeks, I missed seeing people. So I can imagine for an extrovert who gets their energy from crowds and being around people, it must be so difficult. Yeah. I know one thing that, that helped me, uh, one thing that helped me and my girlfriend is we, we definitely go mm-hmm. on more walks yes. now. I mean, we have a dog that, we have a dog that's the mascot of our gym. <laughs> and, and so we, he's always been an accountability Good. for us to get our walks in. But we definitely do that. We, have, we definitely have elevated that to another level. And, uh, and so that's one thing I would suggest. So look for other ways. And so maybe working out in your, in your gym is not giving you any energy right now. And so maybe your workout just needs to look different. Maybe it needs yeah. to be outside. And so maybe you won't be in a group of people, but you'll at least be outside getting some sun and maybe they'll, yeah. you'll see other people outside when you do it. And so it, so I would just challenge you to, if it's not what you're doing now, isn't giving you your energy and it's, and it's just too much of a challenge, get yourself to do it. But I'd look for another mm-hmm. thing you can do. Your workout can, you can do anything for your workout. It can, it can, it doesn't have to be weights. It can be outside. It can be cardio. It can be uh, working out just on equipment outside. It can be going for a walk or a jog with your pet. And so, or, I mean, so it, it doesn't, I would maybe just change it a little bit uh, to find something that's a little easier for you to Absolutely. do right now. Those are great suggestions. And so I had a couple more questions, not too many, but for some people, fitness and exercise, it's a chore. It's something that, okay, I have to do it. Either my doctor said, or that I should do it, or, oh gosh, I want to, lose 10 pounds or, you know, I want to stay healthy. I need to stay healthy, but it's a chore. And how can people change their mindset and see it as fun? It's something that's going to, you know, because once you start doing it, you realize that it's fun and you look forward to it and you don't see it as a chore. Mm. Yeah. I think not every, you don't, it doesn't, there's nothing wrong with, with not liking working out. And so, I mean, that's something that you don't want to, there's no need to beat yourself up for, or to try to change who (laughs) you are. (laughs) If you don't like lifting, if you don't like lifting weights and you don't feel like you ever will, I mean, I think Jillian Michaels is famous or maybe it's not her. I don't want to quote for her, but I feel like it's her that said that she doesn't like working out, but she does it because she likes her, likes the results and likes what she gets from working out. But 
you know, I, I follow her. So I know I, and I, I get a lot of exercises that she does. And so I know that there's, there's things she likes doing. And so that's the biggest thing is when, once you find stuff that you do like to do, and then try to find as many things mm-hmm. like that okay. as you can. And so once you find something that you like to do there, find as many things like that exercise or like that workout that you can. Uh, that's a big thing in the right direction. I know my, my dad always said growing up when, um, the, your favorite, your, the exercise, the most, the best exercise for you is the one you like the best. Cause that's the one you're going to keep doing. And I, I think there's a lot of, of, uh, there's a, there's a lot to that. There's a, there's a lot of ways that makes a lot of sense. And so if, like, um, if you like playing, I mean, if you like playing intramural sports, I mean, you can't really do that right now, but, uh, but, uh, there, but there's still something you could probably do that's like it. And so I would try to find different things that, uh, are like what you like to do at least and try to mirror it as much as you can. That's one excuse that, uh, pops up a lot of times with my clients. If they go on vacation or if they go do something and maybe they don't have, they find out that they don't actually have the right equipment Mm -hmm. to do the workout I gave them. And so they use that excuse not to do it. And that you can't ever do that. You can't ever, you can't ever use that excuse because there's always a way you can do it similar. There's a way you can do it that's that's close to what I did, and so and that's what I would cha- I would challenge you to do is find search for something that you do like, and so don't force yourself to be someone you're not, and try to make yourself like something that you hate because <laughs> you you're probably never going to pull that off. I would look for I would search for more things that you do like and find something that really fits with who you are and fits your personality, fits your lifestyle. That's really, that's a really good point to find something that fits your lifestyle and fits what you like. I really like that. And you're probably less mm-hmm. likely to find excuses to not do it if you really do like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You may even you even find yourself after a while looking yeah. forward to it. And that's that's when you really figured it out then. Yes. I know when I was running, I liked to listen. It was just the, my time. It was my alone time. I could listen to music or I would listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I'd look forward to that. Music's yeah, a big it's really one for motivating. me too. I, if I, if I have a tough time, yeah, if I have a tough time getting myself to run or I've been trying to get more of a running routine now, cause we, we were planning on a race and in, in here in a few months, but it, it just yeah. recently got canceled. Um, but we're going to, we're going to try to <laughs> pretend it's still going on though. I mean, my girlfriend and keep training for it, but that's one thing that really helps me when I have a tough time. If I haven't ran in a long time and I'm trying to get back in, in shape for a mm-hmm. running race or something, um, but cha- getting a new mm-hmm. playlist, getting a playlist that, is not just an old playlist, but making a new one, making a new one of songs I hadn't heard for a while or songs I really like or new songs, but, and only listen to it when you do that workout. That's the only time you get to listen to that playlist is when you work out. And it's it's just a little thing, but it can really help you kind of change your mindset a little bit uh, from dreading your workout to looking forward to doing your workout because I get to listen to this playlist. It's like tricking yourself. Nice. That's a really good point. And music can be really motivating. And now... For you, how did how did you get into fitness? Were you always into fitness from when you were young? Was it a, a dream of yours to be a trainer, or it, it, is there something in your life that that put you on this path? Uh, I think uh, it's one of those things where it just kind of makes sense <laughs> later. <laughs> where uh, you can't, like Steve Jobs says, you can't count right. the dots looking forward. You can only right. count them going back. <laughs> and I, I I think that's something that applies to me. I think I always had a. I I went to. I was a PE teacher and I went to college cool. to be an athlete. But other than other than that, I didn't ever, uh, I kind of stumbled across personal training and it just ended up being a really good fit for me, better than anything else. 
and it stuck with me. But I think exercise and nutrition and just taking care of my body was always been something I kind of did without realizing I did it so much to take care of myself. I did to control my anxiety, control my depression, and just uh, f- feel good. And um, I think I just I, I I realizing how how important that was for me. It kind of helped me figure out how important it is and how I could be a leader in that for everybody else. And so it's just kind of something that's kind of developed in me over time. And it just it's taken a while to really make sense, but uh, definitely makes sense. And now and how I can be a better teacher of that, um, of how important it is to make fitness a priority. Great. And so your book is available, I'm assuming on the normal channels, Amazon. And, okay. uh, yes. I actually oh, okay. have three books. I have a, uh, so make, Make fitness a priority. They're all make fitness a priority. Just the subtitles different, okay. so they're easy to find. I had make fitness a priority. How to win the fight against your excuses was our first one, and we had uh, I have make fitness a priority. Uh, how or a six week workbook, and so I have a six week workbook. That's if you're trying to figure out how to figure out a fitness program that fits in your life, and so it's not a short term fix. It's not six weeks to get you the most results you can. It's six weeks to figure out how fitness best fits in your life. And so that's why I always tell people if they want to get long-term success and not just succumb to temptation to instant gratification, that's where you want to start. And so, and so that our six week workbook and uh, we have a new book that's out right now. It's a bestseller on Amazon. That's uh, make fitness a priority. It's 30 tips to elevate your life through fitness. And so we, we have a, a community here and we have a Saturday workout that we do every week. And we've, we started giving, taking two or three minutes in the middle of the workout just to give a tip, me and another trainer uh, who co-authored the book with me. And so there, the idea was just that if you try to change too many things at once, you end up changing nothing. And so just giving you something that one thing in a, a week that you can kind of take and try to master as a behavior, as a habit. Um, and so those three books and um, Make Fitness a Priority is where you can find me everywhere. MakeFitnessAPriority.com okay. is my website. I Make Fitness a Priority on Facebook and Instagram. But if you're looking for someone somewhere to start and your goal is to get off the roller coaster and stop making this a temporary thing, but try to figure out how it really fits in your life, then the six-week challenge is where I would start. And you can see that as soon as you go to makefitnessapriority.com, it's one of the first things you'll see when you go to my Great. Page. So makefitnessapriority.com and everything can be found from there. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you have anything that you'd like to share with my listeners before we sign off? Uh, I think the most important lesson I like to finish with is just that failing mm-hmm. is okay. I talk a lot about making fitness a priority and how to make it a long-term thing and to, to, and to talk about the roller coaster ride that people get in where they fall in and out of their, out of their routine. And uh, when I say that, I, I want people to be clear that I'm, I'm saying this because I've learned it myself. And I, just like everybody else, I've fallen off tracks and gotten back on track several times. And I've learned that failing is not something to beat yourself up. If you fall off track or if you fall off track with your fitness routine or you mess up one weekend and you have something that wasn't on your plan, beating yourself up for it is not the response to have. The response to have is just figuring out how I can get back on track and knowing that failing and falling off track from time to time is part of the fitness journey. And your fitness journey doesn't have to end there. It's just you need to have the response, how do I get back on track? It's what you do next that counts. Right. Thank you so much for that. That's a really good tip. So, Chad, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Really appreciate it. 
Thank you. Yeah, it was a great me. discussion. And I know it's going to help a lot of people, especially right now and in general. So going forward. And again, your website is make a fitness, sorry, make fitness a priority.com. And so people can go there <laughs> and yes. they can contact you there too with questions, I assume, if they want to work with you. Thank you and have a great rest of your day. Great. Thanks for having me on. Susan, you remember the time we were in Orange County? We were driving around and we got lost and we ran into this place called Avila's El Ranchito. You remember the place? The place had awesome decor and authentic margaritas. Did you know that Avila's El Ranchito has been around since 1966? They have 13 locations throughout Orange County. Visit Salvador Avila's location in Lake Forest and Foothill Ranch for great food, ambiance, and specialty margaritas. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. If you have any questions for me or for Chad, visit my website, teaspoonofhealing.com and click on contact. You can also find the show notes for this episode and all the other episodes there, as well as resources on wellness, nutrition, Reiki, and more. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, and many other sites. So if you don't want to miss another episode, please click subscribe. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein.